Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to You Shall Eat the Bugs. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and welcome. I'll tell you, tonight is Wednesday, August 10th in the year 2022. And it seems like the FBI's little uh, stunt isn't working in the political favor they might have intended. And before we begin, I'll just read to you a little post here from somebody that says, I have to be honest. This is Carmen Sabia. I have to be honest. I was not certain I wanted Trump back in 2024. I thought maybe let's get somebody less abrasive. I'm going to have to bleep this beep that F that I want Trump to tear this beeper down to the ground. (laughs) I self, I self bleeped myself just so you know, inappropriate language, but that's it. I think we're getting all sorts of sentiment that it's time to burn it to the ground. All right, Patriots, before we begin, I'm going to tell you what, in this time like this, like when you're going to bed at night, and you know that the FBI might be knocking on your door. And at this point, every patriot out here is suspect. You need to be equipped. And I'm going to tell you how you get equipped. You need to get the all-new, all-terrain, immediate response, my slippers, with an all-terrain tread. Because you know that when that FBI is knocking at the door, you're going to be able to jump out of bed, even if you're naked, slip on those slippers, and you're going to have the traction of a four-wheel drive Jeep. Here we go. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer, and it won't last long, so order now. I'm telling you, man, those are the slippers you need in this day and age. Because when you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and you're going to find them over at the MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS page, MyPillow.com or MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, and you're going to use your promo code. And when you type that in there, you're going to know in the heart, in your heart of hearts, you're going to say, I can sleep better tonight because when that FBI comes knocking at the door, I am equipped with my super all-terrain tread my slippers. And if you want to 
talk to a real person to make that order? You're going to tell them your concerns? They're going to say, you're concerned about the FBI at your door? We got somebody then to help you. And that person is going to be at 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. They're going to be right there to help you. That's the Patriot Anti-FBI Pillow Counselor right there to help you. So check it out, mypillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. All right, Patriots, we got a lot to cover tonight. I wanted to cover it right off the top just a little bit about this whole nonsense about, you know, the our favorite Stasi, which are the FBI. First thing I want to just alert you to, and I kind of passed over this yesterday, I believe, last night, and I'm, I'm just going to touch on it again because it's relatively important. Today there was a post that was put up, somebody grabbed a screen grab of it, of the IRS in their new duties, in the duties for their new 87,000 Stasi, I mean uh, IRS agents. And it's pretty dark what they were asking. Now it so happens that apparently they didn't get good customer reviews since the IRS is always focused on making customers happy. But this is what was posted. Adhere to the highest standards of conduct, especially in maintaining honesty and integrity. This is uh, for your new 87,000 employees. Work a minimum of 50 hours per week, which may include irregular hours, be on call 24-7, including holidays and weekends. Because when you're stealing people's money, you have to take advantage of when they're not expecting you to be there. Maintain a, a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that translates. Maybe that's their concern they're not going to become as popular as they have been. Oh, I like this one. Carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. I guess castle laws are now applying to the IRS. Be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and the dangerous and other dangerous assignments. Yes, this is your new IRS that we are getting 87,000 members to. So the reason I want to point this out is let's not be too eager to start screaming dissolve the FBI until we know what's going to happen to those agents and what's going to happen in the replacement of the FBI. Because what I'm seeing right here and what I am concerned about, and I touched on this last night, is if you dissolve the FBI, there are agents in the, in the FBI right now that are involved, whether for good or bad, I don't know, in the investigations of deep state. Now, it's very convenient that the FBI would raid President Trump's Mar-a-Lago and the people would go nuts and hate the FBI and all of a sudden, in concert, across the board, including Mike Pence, the pedo trader, they're all saying that the FBI crossed the line and there's a chorus of voices saying we must dissolve and get rid of the FBI, which is interesting because it was just the day before that the IRS approval or the Senate approved 87,000 new IRS agents that all are apparently needing to be armed. And we were wondering where they might come from. And it would just be very convenient if you wiped out the FBI and you rehired every one of those FBI agents into the new IRS, and this is why it gets really dark. Because the IRS has its own separate courts. They are not accountable to the Constitution like everybody else. They can seize property. They can seize bank accounts without needing really anything more than a fake 
warrant, and they can squeeze more than the FBI can. We have to be careful what we wish for. There's a lot of nefarious things at play here, and this is not always as it seems. So keep your head on a swivel and be ready for anything because our country is pretty much over the deep end right now, and it's not coming out of this anytime soon. We've got a long fight ahead of us. We'll get through it, but it's going to take an enormous amount of focus and it's going to take enormous amount of us staying on top of things. Now, just so you know, there was an amazing interview done today outside of Trump Tower. Damning. Unfortunately, I have to say, I'm just going to leave it to your judgment. But I think this is absolutely damning evidence against him. President that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well... I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. President that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. <laughs> I'm done talking. This is the left. They are just, this is. Many, this many provable acts. Well, what are they? Well, um, um, I, I'm done talking. I've given you the truth. If you can't handle it, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this, this is our left screw job that we're getting in this country right now. These people are unbelievable. They are, their brains are literally shut off. There's no cognitive capacity anymore. I really don't even know what to say. And just to reinforce that, I just want to just highlight this. This is some dude pumping gas with a mask on. I mean, he's got a face shield on. He's He's got something to tell you. And I think in one video we capture, or in one audio clip here, we're going to capture the entire State of the Union. What am I doing right now? I'm pumping my gas and I'm fighting systemic racism and I'm saving lives. I would gladly pay more money for my gas as long as Donald Trump is not in the White House. If you have a problem with paying more for gas, then maybe you're just homophobic and you're a bigot. You know, I'm protecting our democracy right now and I'm fighting for Ukraine. What are you doing? You anti-vax conspiracy theorist? You science denier? What are you doing? Nothing! 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 You're not doing anything, and I'm fighting for Ukraine by filling my tank with gas. I'm telling you right now, I'm putting out a carbon footprint, and I don't care because I'm saving the planet because Donald Trump's not in office. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to these people. This is our world, patriots. Oh, my goodness. And if you thought that you weren't, you were going through a time warp, you might be right. You might be right. But just to give you a little encouragement, this actually is an extreme leftist that's now going to be voting for Trump. Leftist liberal Democrat, and after the tyrannical raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, there is no way in hell that I could vote for anybody else but Trump. And I'm saying that. As a douchebag, leftist, liberal, cuck, libtard, douchebag, leftist, Democrat, I am voting for Donald Trump. You bet your sweet ass. We've got a problem, 
at the FBI. It has been compromised and taken over. I believe we call that a confession. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's self-proclaimed, too. It's, that's not any sort of, like, racism. He's calling himself that. Man, that's telling you. That tells you something right there. All right, Patriots, so let's dig down into what's some other things that are going on. We understand today President Trump did uh, take the fifth on the stand, and if you didn't read that letter, it's pretty important to find, if you can, I'll, I'll, if we go through, through here tonight, I forgot to pull it up, but it's a pretty long letter, and is I think it's a very telling statement. I'm, I'm going to say tonight we're going to include President Trump in our prayers, both in this and future tonight. And the reason I say this is there's a lot of humbling going on right now. This is a man who is definitely under the optic of the deep state, and they are definitely out to destroy him without any question. And I don't care where our position is. This entire thing is so far out of sync, I'll tell you. I did find a letter here. I am going to read it. I want you to hear it, and then we're going to move on to Z-Bugs. This is a statement from Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States and current legally elected president of the United States. And it reads, Attorney General... I bet you can't tell who this, <laughs> what type of person this is with the first name, Letitia. Attorney General Letitia James openly com campaigned on the policy of get and destroy Trump. The political attack on me, my family, and my great company is her despicable attack to fulfill the cynical and very corrupt promise. James developed a political platform and made a career out of maliciously attacking me and my business before she was even elected and reviewed one of the millions of pages of documents we willingly produced. She proclaimed, I look forward to going into the office of attorney general every day suing him and then going home. She announced, what, a, what is fueling my soul right now is Trump. And she has, has had her eyes on Trump Tower. She even assured her supporters in an election promise that we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in his ass. He's going to know my name personally. And she claimed I was an illegitimate president. In her AG victory speech, she promised to shine a bright light into every dark corner of Trump's real estate holdings. Shortly thereafter, she vowed to use every area of the law to investigate President Trump and his business transactions and that of his family as well. Leticia James is a failed politician who has intentionally colluded with others to carry out this phony years-long crusade that was that has wasted countless taxpayer dollars, all in an effort to prop up her political career. During her heated Trump rhetoric, she ran for governor of New York State using getting Trump as her primary credential. It didn't work. She got very low polls and ran back into her office of attorney general to continue the persecution of President Donald J. Trump. Despite the fact that New York is suffering the worst murder, drug, and overall crime rate in many decades, criminals are running rampant shooting, slashing, and hurting people on the sidewalks in New, York, in New York, while she and her office spend big percentage of their time and money on the Trump vendetta. Leticia James openly stated her hostilities towards me and a kind of retribution that is unthinkable. Years of work and tens of millions of dollars have been spent 
on this long simmering saga and in to no avail. James now realizes I built a great company with tremendous value and her case is a scam, which is why for years they haven't been able to file a single charge. With Leticia, what Leticia has tried to do in the last three years is to a disgrace to the legal system, an affront to New York State taxpayers, and a violation of solemn rights and protections afforded by the United States Constitution. I did nothing wrong, which is why, after five years of looking, the federal, state, and local governments, together with fake news media, have found nothing. We cannot permit a renegade and out-of-control prosecutor to use the investigation as a means of advancing her political career. New York deserves better, and this country deserves better. This is a vindictive and self-serving fishing expedition that the likes of which our country has never seen before. The United States Constitution exists for this very purpose, and I will utilize it to its fullest extent to defend myself against this malicious attack by this administration, this attorney general's, and all other attacks on my family, my business, and our country. I once asked, if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Now I know the answer to the question. When your family, your company, and, your, and all the people in your orbit have become targets of an unfounded, political-motivated witch hunt, sur- supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and the fake news media, you have no choice. If there was any question in my mind, the raid of my home, Mar-a-Lago, on Monday by the FBI just two days prior to the deposition wiped out any uncertainty. I have absolutely no choice because the current administration and many prosecutors of this country have lost all moral and ethical bounds of decency. Accordingly, under the advice of my counsel and for all of the above reasons, I decline to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. So whatever rhetoric you're hearing out there regarding the Fifth Amendment, if you have not sat before a prosecutor that has all of the jury in their pocket and all the media on their side, it's hard to experience that moment where you realize that you are literally either going to have to take the fifth or be forced to accept their lies. And that is right where President Donald J. Trump is today, and we will keep him in our prayers. Patriots, whether you realize it or not, the World Economic Forum has decided that the bug movement and to get people to eat bugs isn't quite enough. We're seeing an unprecedented attack on our health And it's a very dangerous attack on our health. The push for bugs is not a joke, and they're trying to get meat out of the system. They're doing everything they can to control the supply chain system, and they're trying to keep people from being able to get a healthy food diet. Now, one of the things that people don't realize is that those that are getting all excited about eating bugs, well, Dr. Lee Merritt, has a little post that's worth reading here. And it reads this, insects contain chitin, which cannot be processed by our gut. But chitin is a polysaccharide, which is very tasty to cancer, parasites, fungi, and pretty much all what give you sickness. Chitin is a building block for them. Also, they contain metamorphic, Steroids, especially ecdysterin, 
which is not a food for mammals. Only birds can process insect food in safe conditions. Birds' digest digestion apparatus is completely different as ours, two hours. And that last line is just in case you went to the public school system and they tried to tell you that you were an, a bird and that you could self-identify as a bird and you had a gizzard. No, you don't. But there you go. But that's not all because they're on a, a push right now to continue to cull out meat. Global poultry cullings double as food shortage crisis deepens. This is a headline in August 3rd, 2022 in the Slay Journal. The number of poultry culled around the world has almost doubled this season as global food shortages loom and the cost of living crisis deepens. Experts are warning that an unprecedented bird flu outbreak has caused a huge spike in culling since last season. According to the figures of the World Health Organization, or I'm sorry, the World Organization of Animal Health, which I didn't even know existed, which was WOA, more than 22 million cases have been reported of wild birds and the poultry so far this season in 68 countries. The figure is double the 11 million record between October 2020 and September 2021. And of course, when you have a pandemic mindset, all you have to say is boo and everybody will jump and believe it. But there is a famine looming. We're clearly going to have global famine. And I'm a very positive thinking type of a man. You know, I just don't see a way out of this at this point, even though it hasn't really started in earnest yet. It's all about conditions. Again, amateurs always talk sparks. It's about conditions. The conditions are set for a huge global famine. Say somebody watching this is concerned about famine. Is there anything that the average person can do to either prepare or fight back? It depends on your conditions, right? Uh, How you should prepare. Um, If you live on Key West, you've got one set of issues. You're also not going to have a big farm, right? (laughs) I mean, you're not going to grow anything down there. Or if you live in Hawaii, imports about 90% of the food. You're going to be short. You're going to be bidding against the world on the price of that food. Bill Gates is buying up farmland everywhere. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has invested $600 million in this picnic food distribution centers. It's these food distribution centers that you, you order online with an app. You don't go to the store and then the electric vehicles deliver this food to your home. So it sort of knocks out the grocery store. So basically people like Bill Gates are working to take complete control over food supply, but they got to take out these farmers. And that's the obstacle for them. The way that this is won is rather than going, having a few farmers, we need millions. And that's the whole principle of victory gardens or Patriot gardens, as we now call them. People need to be growing food. The more people that grow food, they can't take on that many people at once. They can try, but they will fail. The only answer forward here is mass decentralization. Decentralized, unaligned networks that spread out manufacturing and food growth, growing. Everything that we do has to be disseminated across counties, across individuals, small businesses across this country. And that means that we as consumers have to stop participating in with the big global box stores. They're attractive, they're easy, they're convenient. We can't go there. We've got to start finding the small mom pops and we have to support those and then we have to go further. We have to start energizing small local level manufacturing again. We have to break from the centralized global model where they can literally choke off certain aspects and force you into the corral for slaughter. Bill and, the Bill and Melinda, Melinda, Melinda Gates operation is trying to invest in food distribution centers that are then localized and use 
autonomous vehicles to deliver. That means that you're ordering online through their portal. Your information is theirs. They're controlling you. And they're also channeling in with your new digital currency, which is coming. And so you have, you're boxed in. If you don't have an option, you'll starve. The option begins in your backyard, on your kitchen counter. It begins in your basement. It begins on your, on your acre, two acres, 10 acres, whatever you have. It means you're growing protein, and, and which is poultry, fish, some sort of animals for slaughter, and you're also growing the basic greens that you need for a subsistence diet. And just so I put it here, because some people will be like, well, I don't want to grow animals. Then don't, but good luck growing enough of the green material you need on a small scale. You have to get good at growing things and growing food and raising food yourself. Every single person has to become competent in that. They are moving towards this aggressively, but they're not stopping at bugs, patriots. Take a listen to Greg Reese. At a 2019 food conference where topics included whether humans were too selfish to live sustainably, an economist suggested cannibalism could be a viable solution for climate change and that we could start off by eating our pets. School of Economics professor Magnus Soderlund says that eating human meat from the dead might help save the human race and that we could overcome the taboos against eating each other by simply trying it out. And today, a new company is boasting their lab-grown artisanal salami derived from human flesh. And several articles normalizing cannibalism have recently been published by the mainstream media. The Wikipedia page leads with the benefits of cannibalism, where it says, in environments where food availability is constrained, individuals can receive extra nutrition and energy if they use other con-specific individuals as an additional food source. This would in turn increase the survival rate of the cannibal and thus provide an evolutionary advantage in environments where food is scarce. This may be true when there are no other food options, but when there are, it is never favorable for any species. Cannibals are at risk of related diseases, such as Kuru disease, similar to mad cow disease, a neurological prion disease caused by cannibalistic consumption. And when there are other food options, cannibalism will always be the most challenging. Studies show that cannibals tend to eat the young because it is the easiest, and they tend to hunt outside their own gene pool as a way of decreasing the competition. Cannibals are constantly at war with their own species, and animals have evolved various protections against this barbarism. Cannibalism is the ultimate expression of barbarism. The absence of civilization and culture, extreme cruelty, one could argue that the whole purpose of civilization is to increase the amount of food available to keep humanity from turning to cannibalism. Because who on earth wants barbarism over civility and compassion? The New York Times published a piece entitled, A Taste for Cannibalism, and they promoted it by tweeting, cannibalism has a time and a place. Some recent books, films, and shows suggest that the time is now. The article promotes a list of recent movies and shows about cannibalism, 
suggesting that perhaps we should all take the cue and give it a go, as if pop culture decides the destiny of mankind. And maybe it does. There is definitely a herd mentality that finds comfort in blind obedience and will do whatever they are told by the authoritative state emerging from the shadows. And the mainstream narrative is now normalizing cannibalism. So that's what is coming if we continue accepting their offers. It will be like the film Soylent Green, which was set in 2022, or like the film Cloud Atlas, wherein a dystopian government processes the dead into food to feed the wretched masses. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. If you think this is far out, I would argue that four years ago, we would have said it would have been crazy that people would have willingly taken an injection that was not tested and we had obvious side effects to kill humans. Well, <clears throat> here we are. This is not so crazy. And as they squeeze down on the food supplies, what they're trying to do is force people into narrow options. These movies that were put out there all were foreshadowing a mentality. And all of this is, again, to break the human will and to make us less, and than, less than animals. They see us little more as fodder. And the more that people follow this path and accept their rules, the more control they gain over everybody. And they're squeezing the cattle industry as much as possible. Believe it or not, New Zealand has now instituted a cow fart tax. While belching is widely considered to be rude, livestock don't seem to care. All day, every day, they burp. But it's not the act of burping that's the problem. It is the methane that they release into our atmosphere. The average cow emits a whopping 220 pounds of methane gas a day. Well, New Zealand is doing something about it by taxing burping livestock. Mike Drolet explains. With the population of just 5 million, New Zealand's carbon footprint is relatively small. Its hoof print, however, is through the roof. And now, in a world first, New Zealand farmers will have to pay a tax for every one of the methane emitting 10 million cattle and 26 million sheep that roam the scenic countryside. The farmers will be able to mitigate their tax burden if they lower emissions by modernizing their operations. Where the program could fail is if farmers pick up and move their operations to another country. When you shut down farms and they go someplace else, then that doesn't mean that the demand for these products that these farms used to produce all of a sudden ceases to exist. The demand is still there and will be satisfied by somebody else elsewhere in the world. And that means that emissions will simply shift from one place to another. Cows and sheep are ruminant animals, meaning they have four-chambered stomachs that act like fermentation vats that create methane, 95% of which comes right out of their mouths. As far as greenhouse gases go, methane traps up to 36 times more heat in the atmosphere than carbon dioxide does. And that's bad. But while the carbon dioxide we emit today will stick in the atmosphere for centuries, methane dissipates in far less time. The good news is that methane is short-lived. It only lives about a decade in the atmosphere, and then it's killed, it's destroyed. New Zealand is hoping for the kind of success seen in California, which has reduced the methane produced by its dairy farms by 30%.
However, California did it through incentives, not taxes. See, the neat thing is, like, they've got carbon dating. You know, they can use that nuclear, they can use the radioactive stuff to de- determine apparently how old something is. According to what they're suggesting, then you could use methane dating to tell how old a particular block of time was. So every decade, you could measure people's farts that are in the air and cow farts to tell all sorts of things about that time. This is how insane the left is right now. This is literally, we, we have gone way over the edge into Insaneville. This is clown world, like, to the factor of five. And I have no idea, because, you know, they're very vague. They don't want to tell you how they're going to be designating cow farts. But I will tell you this. Since the environmental EPA is now sending drones down to Texas to fly over refining plants, you can imagine they're going to do the same thing with butt sniffers in the air in their drones to sniff out where the cows are and where I, it'll get down to you. Don't think you won't, that won't happen. You know, we're going to laugh right now, but I'm serious. You're literally going to get into your car and there's going to be a butt sniffer in your, in your chair. And it's going to be like this. It's going to be, hi. Oh, hi, Siri. Hi. Uh, Mr. Jones, yes, um, I just sniffed your butt, and I've got something to tell you. Um, I, I think you're low on uh, on iron, and I think you're going to need a little more protein, and uh, you need to eat a little few less beans because I'm going to tell you your methane and carbon footprint is a little bit high, and you need to be careful. This is going to happen, patriots. I, I am not exaggerating. This is how crazy they are because they're dehumanizing everybody and they're walking these people right into it. And the worst part about it is people are buying it. That's the most disturbing part about all of this. And it's all linked to a global regime or global plan of totalitarian control. Guess who's involved? BlackRock. Senator Cotton recently wrote a letter to BlackRock raising questions about the company's ESG activities and We want to thank him for joining us. And that's where I want to go with this conversation, Senator, because you have been uh, outspoken um, and recently, as we said, just wrote this letter to BlackRock effectively saying that their policies um, and their power and influence over companies around ESG are too much. What's the argument you're making? And then then we can maybe dig into it. Well, Andrew, what Larry Fink and BlackRock have done in part uh, through collusion with this climate action partnership is essentially create a climate cartel. They are trying to suppress investment in the fossil fuel industry in America. And I know you have a lot of CEOs and investors who watch. I would just say this. If you're thinking about joining this climate cartel, you better think again and you better lawyer up. There's a reason why America's top law firms are already advising their clients to be wary here, because this is contributing to $5 a gallon gas. And when Republicans take charge in November, I'm going to make sure that the Congress is investigating these matters. This is almost certainly a breach of these firms' fiduciary duties, probably a civil violation of the antitrust laws, exposing them to triple damages, and very possibly a criminal violation. Now, that's actually good news when you hear that. And even though Congress doesn't do anything other than do investigations and then talk about it a lot, but the fact of the matter is that there is at least some conversation bringing eyes on to the criminality of this global cabal of trying to force a green agenda onto everybody. And there's part of that you're seeing is this war of oil that's literally going to fight back. And if it isn't already, it is, it will happen. 
because people aren't just going to roll over. Hopefully, they won't roll over and play cockroach or dead cockroach. And that's really where we have to understand. These people are going to push as much as they can. We have to be ungovernable. And everything that we pay them, whether it's the purchase you make at the corporate box store or it is the taxes that you willingly give up out of your pay, that is a contribution to to the corporate tyranny that is now crushing our lives. It is interesting to note that if you choose not to participate in the First Amendment, that's your choice. Meaning if you want to self-censor, if you don't want to be around anybody that has free speech, if you own, run your own media platform, even on a simple level like a website, you can censor anything you want. So if you don't want to have freedom of speech, you can choose not to in your little area. If you don't want to participate in the Second Amendment, meaning you don't want to own guns. In fact, if you get guns, you're going to give them back to the police, whatever craziness you want to do. That is your choice. But on the 16th Amendment, which is federal tax, if you choose not to participate, the IRS is now hiring 87,000 agents with guns with, with intent to kill. Lethal force because you've decided not to participate in an amendment to the Constitution. Let that sink in. Patriots, if you ever thought that you were in a republic, wake up. We're long past that now. The republic is dead. It died officially on November 20th, November 4th, 2020. But it is well in its grave today. And it's in its grave with the insanity. The actions we've seen of the FBI are just other symptoms of a deep moral bankruptcy within our nation. And that's the real fight. And that's going to be the real issue of restoring American people, not just America. The greatness of America is diminished. And it's a sad thing to say. But it's deeply diminished between our soldiers who have willingly complied to shots, to our military leadership who has sold their soul to the global corporate model, to the politicians who found it was better to line their pockets and take care of themselves and to serve the people. To our teachers who have decided that rainbow flags and gay agendas and grooming children is more important than teaching, writing, math, and arithmetic, or writing, math, and, and spelling, English, all these other basics. And that's more important. What's more important now is grooming them to be exploited and raped when they get older. To our lawyers to find it more important to line their pocket than do true law for the people. Our system is deeply broken. And we're being channeled rapidly into what they want is a, an Agenda 2030, which is based on the f- fake fear of a fake environmental policies of a world that will not end, but in their idea and what they're pitching, it will end tomorrow, apparently. To have people willfully give up every bit of their rights and freedoms and be taxed to death, literally. They will be They will institute, if they can, a digital currency. They will institute a UBI, universal basic income. That UBI will be tagged to your performance in a social credit score. You will have a limited amount of time, usually 30 days, to spend what you have. But if you don't meet social credit score score standards, you will lose money out of your social credit, out of your basic monthly amount, your UBI. You'll be penalized. For many people, it will be less than subsistence. They'll have to house together in small 300-foot carbon footprint, low-carbon footprint boxes. These are already being prepared. Your food will come from a single source. 
a warehouse that grows genetically modified food that gives you just the right nutrients to keep you dumb, stupid, and low in energy. And you won't have any access to natural anything. Vaccines, mandatory. You'll have to get those vaccines just to go out the door to rent a car, but your car won't be yours. You'll own, you won't own one. You'll have an electric car and you'll have to pay for the electricity. So you might have the money to rent the car, but you won't have the money necessarily extra to pay for the electricity to charge it. But they'll offer great plans like being able to distribute that over 15 payments, which will take a little bit out of your payment each month. Everything will be rigged so that no matter what happens, you end up with no extra money at the end of the month. They will squeeze you, control you, collar you, chain you. There's only one way out of this is to be ungovernable, to be defiant and to hold the line. And if you can't do that, then you might as well go down and get yourself fitted for a collar slave bracket and a chain because that's where it's going. But this is real. These people aren't playing around. Everything they're doing, we we do find some humor at, but this is all about dehumanizing and destroying the soul of humans to taking us as far away from God as possible to destructing and destroying the genome of the human race and to turning everybody into something that they have designed, controlled, and can manipulate from afar. We must be ungovernable, and that attitude must begin now and under no circumstances ever comply to their rules again. Let us pray. Father, we come to you tonight blessed with the ability for us to assemble, blessed for us to ability to come together in fellowship, to pray, to reflect deeply on the sacrifices made by our Savior, Jesus Christ, and all that he endured for us, a reminder of strength against impossible odds, a reminder of faith where it seemed impossible to find, a reminder of being able to endure all of those that turned against him, all of those feckless fools that denied him, all of those feckless fools that spit on him, threw things at him, even his disciples who denounced him. Father, let us have the strength and heart to learn from those lessons, to now stand boldly and be committed to walking a path with such commitment, to stand against this enemy, to be defiant, to be ungovernable, and to not relinquish any power that you've given us. Father, this fight will not be easy. We know that. And each day we're reminded of the challenges that sit before us with the news and headlines that continue to crop up. Yet you've given us the blessing with eyes to see as we pull back the layers of the onion to literally see within their heart of darkness what their intent is. Let us not quake, but rather let us stand boldly. Let us lean into you more deeply and let us know that when you tell us to fear not over 300 times in Scripture, it means truly for us to stand fearlessly in front of this enemy and to never doubt the power in which you bring to this fight. Thank you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I really don't have a lot of patience for people that don't have the will for this right now. I guess that kind of creeps out once in a while. This is going to take all of us standing boldly together fearlessly. But all of us can be, if it gets down to the Gideon 300, then that's what we have. But if you're in this fight, it's 100%. There'll be challenges. It won't be easy but we will overcome them. God is greater than all they, all that they have, and they know it. They just want us, they don't want us to believe it. 
Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one.
to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>